There's a reason they reign supreme over the animal kingdom. Lions, that is. They're social creatures, usually living in groups called prides that are like a big extended family. They spend most of their time lounging, 20 hours a day actually, but that's enough apparently to work up an appetite. So lions spend most of their waking hours looking for food. They're fierce hunters, lionesses especially, running up to 50 miles an hour. A lion's roar can be heard from five miles away. Sorry, all of this talk about lions has me thinking about a medium roast beef, extra seasoning, from Lion's Choice. For more than 50 years, the St. Louis fast food chain has specialized in delicious, fresh, perfectly seasoned roast beef sandwiches. And last year, Food & Wine honored them as among the best fast food in the country. So how have we not done an Abby Eats episode about them yet? Well, it's my birthday episode, so instead of singing happy birthday to me, I'm singing you an ode to choice. Well, I think it is coming right down to the fact that it's special. We sit down with the company's CEO in one of their newer restaurants to find out what made the guy literally give up his dream life to come run this company, why its humble roots could be holding up some major new developments, and what's really in that seasoning. Plus, how I'm holding him to his pride in St. Louis. Then we're serving up your food news and weekend planner. Should be a tasty one. Sitting at a table in a Central West End Lion's Choice restaurant wearing a suit wasn't exactly what Michael Cups just pictured for himself at this point in his life. After a career in the food and restaurant biz, he'd had a seat at the head of the table, I mean the conference table, at Panera Bread Company. And then he'd retired. He and his wife made their favorite vacation spot their permanent home, even opening an upscale restaurant. It was just one of those dream come trues. I wanted to do it my, my way and, uh, and not do the corporate thing. And opened it up in uh, July of 2013. We won um, one of the best new restaurant awards in the state of Maine in 2015, which was pretty exciting. Really? It was. Uh, just thrilling, actually. He never fully left STL behind, though, teaming up with Katie and Ted Collier to open the first Katie's Pizza and Pasta. Retirement for him still happened in the restaurant business. I was having some fun doing some things that um, I had always wanted to do in, the, in, a, in a whole new, um, I guess, career launch, yeah. so to speak. When a friend of mine who I'd worked with at Panera said, you need to come chat with the folks at uh, Millstone Capital for Lion's Choice. They're looking for that opportunity to put a new person in play and see if they can't make this something more than a local iconic brand, something more regional. So after several months of going back and forth, and I mean it really, because I wasn't looking to do this again. It sounds like you kind of made your dream life. Yeah, I did, you know, and, and my wife's too. We were, we were <laughs> spending winters, we were talking about <laughs> the, the weather here in, in the Midwest. We were spending winters in Florida and summers in Maine and um, checking in with the kids here in, in uh, St. Louis. So it was, it was fun. But I think what was so unique to me about this brand is um, after doing more research, I decided to work a store. Um, for a lunch period, and I noticed that. What do you mean you worked a store? Well, for a I lunch walked period? in and, and uh, with 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 uh, Becky Fine, who was the chief operating officer at the time. Uh, we worked French fries, so you know, old operator uh, role is to get behind the line and just make sure you really understand what's going on, what That's the brand's cool. all about. Yeah. Um, so we cooked French fries that day at the Hanley store. Uh, 
for me just to get a better sense on who who um, the guests were, who our employees were at the time, and, and learn a little bit more about the the, uh, the brand. A couple of things caught his attention right away. First, the menu seemed almost decorative, unnecessary. People knew what they wanted when they walked in or pulled up to the drive-thru. You know, I want a king beef, extra seasoning, Swiss cheese, horseradish on the side, extra crispy fries. If Lion's King, these people are subjects, loyal ones too. So are the people who work there. He met one woman who had been slicing meat behind the counter in St. Peter's for 45 years. So Mike decided he wanted in. And then when you cut through it all and realize that you're offering one of the most unique product offerings in the fast food brand. It, it was compelling enough for me to say, okay, let's give this a try, you know. It is a unique product offering. When I've told my friends who aren't from St. Louis that my number one fast food place is a local chain specializing in roast beef sandwiches, they're a bit confused. Yes, you have places like Arby's, but they're a little more focused on just meats in general, if that's what you want to call them at least. Turns out the founders of Lion's Choice wanted to feed families when they opened their first location 50-plus years ago in Baldwin. With more families becoming two-income households, it left some room on the table for something in a paper bag. Husbands and wives were trying to find ways to provide good, healthy food alternatives in a quick um, format that allowed them to still feel good about the food folks were eating. And they settled on roast beef because they felt like, well, who wouldn't want to serve a family roast beef Monday through uh, through Sunday of the week, and they came up with this concept, which basically is uh, what we do today. We roast that round, whole muscle beef in our stores every day for at least three hours to a medium rare state, 133 degrees. We slice it to order, thin, put a little dash of unbelievable seasoning on it, put it on a roll, as you know. We'll get to the seasoning in a second okay, there, sir, because right. I've got some questions about that. But I think that origin story is really interesting. So it's essentially taking something that at that point in time was kind of becoming unattainable for families that slow roasted roast beef sandwich that they could have that mom might have stayed home to cook before but because they couldn't get that anymore but they didn't want to still be serving their kids you know thin burgers and everything super fried so this was kind of a replacement for the dining room absolutely and it still has that same that same need today, right? Because today it's still relevant, just with different set of, um, of needs. Moms and families, hungry workers on lunch break, millennials who grew up loving this brand. Why can't they shake their LC habit? Because they're shaking something else. Let's talk about the seasoning. Mm-hmm. It is secret, so good. You know. It's secret, yeah. Well, what if I cut and edit this part out? Would you tell me more about it? <laughs> no, I'm sworn. It's in a safe, in a back room. Seriously, know. though, as the CEO, do you get to know more about that kind of stuff? Oh, sure, sure. Ooh. But, you know, some things are best left as secrets, as you know. When people came in and ordered pints of the stuff, when seasoning shakers started disappearing from the tables, they realized they should just sell the seasoning, stand alone. They took the MSG out a few years ago, but otherwise, it's the same taste profile they've stuck with for years. It's just, it's a delicious uh, combination of secrets. Secrets. I sure I can't get you to crack. No, but you can buy the seasoning, as you know. There you go. That's true. I know. (laughs) The fries are cooked specifically to stay crispy. The 25-cent ice cream cones are the right size and right price to buy some for the whole soccer team. 
or several for yourself, no judgment, you know what you can get from a lion's choice. As Mike said, it's kind of part of the magic, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have some more tricks up his sleeves. I think it's really important to us as stewards of the brand to make sure that those fundamental principles in the same um, values to our guests um, continue, but in a current way, right? Adding um, new products, right? That just bring some energy and excitement to the brand. Uh, a lot of times I think what happens with a brand that's as old as ours um, is that it, it, can, it just gets lost in all the traffic, if that makes sense. You know, new players are coming into town screaming with uh, media dollars and new product activity. And um, I think our habits as consumers are to respond to those. And your brain can only hold so many um, ideas about where to go for lunch or where to go for dinner. So it's important for us today to make sure that we're giving um, not only the great product and great service that we've been known um, to have in the brand, but new reasons to come. Testing breakfast items, adding salads, new sandwiches and combos on the menu, meatless and meat alternative options. All changes coming to a Lion's Choice near you, or even a Lion's Choice very far away. I think if you um, look at the industry, right, it's, it's, it's very unique, and I consider myself a really lucky individual to have been associated with the Panera brand. There's not many people who work an entire life um, in this industry and not experience what that brand came to offer. It's really special. Um, obviously grown to be one of the leading fast casual brands in the industry. Um, it was quite a ride. Um, and I guess when it comes right down to it, as I saw a gleaming um, hope that this brand could be similar. Talking about how it could have the same type of expansion potential as what I, as a St. Louis, and refer to as St. Breadco. Louis. Sure. Um, does that mean that Lion's Choice could be something that exists in places outside of St. Louis? Because first off, I think a lot of people from here are surprised when they realize, oh, this is a St. Louis area thing. They don't ever right. really put two and two together with that. Right. But are you saying that there's potential that this will expand nationwide? Well, I think the premise that we start with is people eat roast beef all across the country, right? Um, and the Midwest certainly is um, a, a higher meat-eating population than perhaps the West Coast. But, um, yeah, we believe it can, it can be something. And, and I think that's, that's the reason um, I'm here, right, is, is to help um, Bob Millstone and the Millstone Capital Advisory Group, who, who was our um, owner, um, prove that this is something bigger than just the St. Louis brand. So we've opened um, now four stores um, in, the, uh, in the Kansas City market, or I should say we'll have five open um, by the uh, middle of 2020. Um, and we think that'll give us opportunity to then go to a third market. Do you think that popping up with a new roast beef option is going to be something that people get right away? Well, so far, um, that's a great question. I think so far, the folks in Kansas City are getting it, right? And obviously, there's some logic in the fact that we went to Kansas City um, as our second market, right? Because mm -hmm. I-70 corridor obviously travels. And, and for those folks that are living in the, in the Midwest, go back and forth on, uh, on those markets. And whether you know friends or family, back and forth. But I think, um, I think it's, it's the product that makes it so unique, right? Is that you can't find roast beef everywhere. Right. And it, it goes right back down to the core. When you hear that, it's like, well, why would I not have roast beef over a burger fried on a griddle? Right. Mm -hmm. Now, we all have our burger fixes. There's no doubt about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, 
when you realize how many people eat um, burgers and how that continues to be one of the largest and fastest growing segments, why not go for the real thing, right? Yeah. Don't 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 grind it and chop it and 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 sear it, you know, roast it and slice it. Yes. Um, and I think that's what makes it. So, I guess the answer to the question is yes. That's what we're banking on. And that's what we believe, and I think that's why we've survived 52 years in St. Louis, right? The last question that I kind of have is that, especially, so as a St. Louis girl, as I like to tell everybody who will listen and then some, I get very protective and prideful, and I want people to know that things are from St. Louis and what is a St. Louis thing. And even just looking at the branding here in this restaurant, the Cortex, you've got the word pride on the wall. I mean, I know it's a lion pun, but also it's a very St. Louis word. There's another um, piece of artwork on the wall that says STL born and raised. How are you going to make sure that Lion's Choice as a brand continues to be reflective of the city of St. Louis and the people of St. Louis will still have some kind of stake in it, no pun intended there, as you expand. I think for St. Louis, we'll always be that way. We have to be, right? I think that's why some of the collaborations that we've been doing just reinforces the St. Louis-made element, which we're really excited about. I think as we move further away, um, our roots from St. Louis aren't as important as our roots and our foundation and our core beliefs, right? So I don't think a person, say, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, has a total need to understand where we came from, but that they're fulfilling, that we're fulfilling a need that they have um, in that market today, which is unbelievably slow-roasted roast beef, um, sliced to order, French fries, custard, and customization. Mm-hmm. The fact that we've been around for 52 years, I think, is relevant because it says that we're sustainable. Right, that we've that we've lived the ups and downs of the industry, and that it's worth trying because people have allowed this to be a brand that has maintained itself and grown over 52 years. So I think it's less about its origin and more about its time, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. I guess I'm coming from a place of I like when things can be ambassadors for St. Louis. Well, and d- so if you can show up in a new market and people say, oh, this is awesome and delicious, and then they realize it's from St. Louis, a town that maybe they'd only heard negative things about or only thought negative things about, maybe there's an opportunity there. I think you're right. And I think um, there's no doubt that everyone will know we came from St. Louis. Sounds choice to me. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. All right, we're going to step outside of that Lion's Choice for a second and into the podcast booth. Though I might as well be in a Lion's Choice because it is very heavily branded in here. Producer Dory almost is in the booth. Dory, what's your shirt say? I, I'm repping the Arch Apparel shirt. It says St. Louis Beef versus just literally everything else. <laughs> From Love that, it. When was that collaboration? Just a couple months ago or so, yeah? Yeah, about four months ago, I think. That yeah. is just one more example of the reinvigoration of the brand that Mike was talking about. I mean, he was talking just about how millennials, people our age, like grew up with this Lion's Choice is a brand and we're wanting to get the next generation into it and that's our thing and I have the shirt that has the lion on it that Which has is, just a big chain around his neck and it's I love everybody knows though that that's the Lion's Choice lion right I love it step outside of St. Louis and they, they might look at you a little funny maybe but <laughs> or maybe they'll think it's a dope shirt yeah yes. it is dope <laughs> so I talked about my favorite the way I ordered my sandwiches at Lion's Choice how do you order yours I definitely go extra seasoning you've got to you have to I was talking to one of our 
managers earlier, and I was talking about just Lion's Choice and how great it is <gasps> and how delicious it is, and it's the next episode, and the seasoning is so good, forgetting that the poor guy had a heart like <laughs> issue recently. <laughs> and it wasn't quite like a heart attack. But he was like, yeah, so he's just like, I can't really have all that red meat anymore. Oh, but no. hey, like they were saying, though, there's plenty of other options, and maybe he can sprinkle some seasoning on something else. Yeah. So we want to hear from you. How do you all like your Lion's Choice order? Let us know on Instagram. Tag us. And speaking of Instagram, there's definitely something else you want to check out over there because we have a sweepstakes going on right now. This is so exciting. Sweepstakes. I never thought I'd get to announce the sweepstakes, but here we go. So this is our Schlafly Cabin Fever Festival sweepstakes. Sweepstakes. Festival Cabin Schlafly and Sweepstakes are really hard to say (laughs) in the same sentence. So basically, one person is going to be able to get two tickets for $40 at the door is what it would cost you normally. We're giving them away for free. So this Saturday at Schlafly, <laughs> Saturday at Schlafly Bottle Works. I'm, I'm envisioning Ron Burgundy right now. How now, Ron Brown Cow? Cow. <laughs> Schlaf- Schlafly Saturday. Schlafly Saturday in Maplewood, the Bottle Works in Maplewood. Um, they're going to have unlimited samples of like more than 40 beers there. Yes. You get a commemorative tasting glass. You can hear some live music, fire. You sit around the fire pits. There are going to be ice sculptures, a heated patio, comfort foods. They're calling it a festival because they are setting it up like a festival. I can't wait. I think it's going to be really exciting, and I hope that we can see you there. But even more, I hope we can send you there. Yes. So if you want to enter, go follow us on on Instagram. It's at Abby Eats St. Louis. You're going to want to find our post that's mentioning the sweepstakes. Comment on that about your favorite winter activity. And then tag a friend. And then you're entered. And we'll randomly draw Friday. Yes. So if you're hearing this early, hopefully, mm-hmm. um, on Thursday, you know, draw, we're recording this Wednesday, drop on Thursday, record or picking somebody on Friday. Hopefully hear this with enough time to get in on that. That's why it's so important to make sure you're following us on social media and you subscribe. Subscribe. Don't listen. miss a beat. Yep. Listen right away. Um, how about some food news? You ready? I like it. This one came out this morning and I am so excited and I think the rest of St. Louis is going to be very excited too. Yes. The French onion soup is back at Bretco. And for all you people not from St. Louis, we're talking about Panera. Right. So this apparently is coming after the soup disappeared off the menu and it caused about a thousand complaints, which knowing our previous uh, yes. episode that we did on French onion soup from Famous Bar, we know how much St. Louisans love their French onion soup. And especially Bread Coast is pretty good. I haven't had theirs. What? I have I like grew up on it. Really? Oh yeah, French onion soup in a bread bowl. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I'm have to good. try it now. And even as a kid, I didn't think I liked onions, but I would just like smash some French onion soup. Same, I didn't so like onions, good. that's why I didn't have it. And I remember one time I went in there and I wanted French onion soup and it was gone and I was kind of ticked about it and you know this teenager working at the cash register was not really sure how to respond to me so I was like it's fine it's not your fault it's not your fault but it's crazy too because they're the ones who told us the folks the powers that be at Breadcore are the ones who said they got more than a thousand complaints on social media alone so I mean my goodness like that's just the ones they've tracked. And so, that's nice that they're listening to. Exactly. Yep. Love that. Love that. They know what we like, which is why they employed a fellow St. Louisan, Phyllis Smith, to help them make the announcement that they were coming back. So if Phyllis Smith doesn't ring a bell for you, just think of the most famous Phyllis you know. Phyllis from The Office. Office and yes. she's a St. Louisan, so she helped make the announcement by reading some uh, mean tweets. This is actually the video they shared. Taking French onion soup off the menu has really taken a toll on our social media team. 
We had to hire extra help Very to deal with all the comments. At Panera Bread, bring back French onion soup, you cowards. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You should be ashamed of yourselves. I am. <laughs> At Panera doesn't have French onion soup, and this is mid-key ruining my life. <laughs> okay. I just want some f***. <laughs> Ooh. French onion soup. At Panera Bread. <laughs> you. <God. laughs> Needless to say, everyone's really happy that French onion soup is officially back. Please stop messaging us. I love it. I it is so funny. Love it. And for the record, she didn't say it. Well, she might have said those things. It was bleeped. It was bleeped. Pre-production. Love that. That's awesome. French onion soup is back. And Phyllis is telling us. And it starts today. today. So by the time you hear this podcast episode, people will be ordering their French onion soup again. Go get you a bowl and tag us. I love it. All right. So... Some big news, and this is trending on our website as I speak. Um, six spots here in St. Louis made Food Network's list of the best sandwiches in America. So, one of my favorites, absolute and this, favorites. I think probably one of the first things that people would expect. Yes, Joya's Hot Salami Sandwich. Classic. Love it. Um, we also got Union Loafer's Smoked Trout Salad Sandwich. Interesting and Interesting. different. Um, Balkan Treat Box's Chivapi which so I've never they, heard of. They've gotten so many. It's Bosnian, mm. you know, that they're, it, it, they've gotten a lot of love in the past year. They have, yes. Um, Nathaniel Reed Bakery's croissant breakfast sandwich. They I get a lot of love, too. I love that they're getting more love, yeah. too, nationally, yes. Um, and for more than just bakery stuff, you totally. know. Totally. Um, St. Paul Sandwich at Mai Lee. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a St. Paul Sandwich? Have we talked about it before? Yes, and not until we did the episode. Uh, Mai Lee is so delicious, and I would never think to order a sandwich at Mai Lee, so now I'm going to have to. But St. Paul Sandwich is basically kind of like a... Um, like a, uh, oh my goodness, a cho- like a chop suey okay. sandwich. So very interesting. I have to. I and have it's to a try very it St. Louis kind of sandwich. Yes, too. apparently so. Yep. So I now I'm like very tempted to go try that one right now, just because it's the most different one. Well, mm, oh, actually, no, I say that maybe too early. <laughs> I was just going to ask if you would be up for trying this one, the fried brain sandwich at Shotzi's. The uh, article from Food Network had it listed as patty, saying the patty is crispy on the outside. And soft in the middle. That's how I feel like. That's kind of like my brain sometimes. It's like crispy on the outside and feels like mush on the the middle. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'd try it. You would? Yeah. Would you? I would not. Really? I wouldn't. Even if I called you out uh, on the podcast for it? Maybe one bite. A little nibble. I know what we're doing next Oh, week. gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we've got a joyous sandwich to, to wash it down. Here's the thing. Yeah, and all of those things. If It's got to be good if it's one of the top sandwiches in America. And here's the thing. My mom is Polish, and I grew up. I'll never forget the time I opened up the fridge and saw a smoked eel in swimming formation staring at me. Oh. Or when I first realized she was eating, like, liver and onions and tongue and things like that. So... It's not like my go-to thing, but I would definitely try it. It's not too far outside of yes, what and I've heard about the fried brain sandwich at Shotzi's, yes. so maybe we should give it a try. Okay. Let us know what you guys think about yes. that one. All right, well, how about something a little more appetizing? <laughs> <laughs> Another best of something we can all agree on. How about yes, that? Yes, yes. <laughs> Mission Taco Joint has some of the best burritos in the country. Also I agree. From Food Network, they said that the vegan burrito is among the best in the U.S. They said. Don't knock it until you try it if you're out there saying, "Mm, I don't know. I don't want a vegan burrito. Yes. So this is the Cali burrito. It has a spiced vegan ground meat, black beans, lettuce, guac, and vegan cheese and salsa. I like that we've got some really good vegan options. Clementine's, it was named as the best Mm -hmm. vegan ice cream out there. We've got Mission Taco Joint. 
We're keeping up our game. Just because we're yeah. Midwest and just because most of this episode was about beef, beef doesn't mean <laughs> that we don't have some meatless options. I love that. Um, this one is far from a meatless option. Uh, yes. Yeah, so dream job alert out there. <laughs> if you love hot dogs. Have you told Rennie about this yet? Oh, no, we've got to. We've got to tell Rennie. We do. That's hilarious. Okay, yes. Dory, I want okay. you to read this word for word. Okay. You wrote this. I wrote this, yes. <laughs> so you can relish the opportunity to meet all kinds of folks. M-E-A-T. M-E-A-T. Work for a company with great benefits. That's that's everybody <laughs> pounding the door down <laughs> saying, oh, my gosh, how do I get into this comedy show? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can't get into the comedy show, but you can apply for the Oscar Meyer hot dogger position. Woo! They're looking for people to drive that big old wienermobile. Who would have thought that it'd be called a hot dogger? A hot dogger. <laughs> I love that. I Yeah, who would have thought that that was a job? It's a job and a job that not many people have had. They're hiring 12 people and they had a fun fact in their little news release. More people have been to outer space than have been a hot dogger. Stew on that for a minute. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Applications are now open. If you're looking, Man, maybe we should apply to that too, just to like see, see what it, see how Go far we could get. Process, yeah. Hmm. I'd have to make sure it doesn't like violate my contract, <laughs> contract. or anything. <laughs> I wonder if they'd consider them the same. <laughs> What's the best thing you've had to eat this week? Um. So something not meat related. How about that? Um. I had an Oreo donut from Vincent Van Donut. Not me. It was my first time going there. Well, actually, we got it to go, but. It was so good. The uh, location in the Grove, Jason got it for us um, Saturday morning. It was covered in Oreos, and Oreos are one of my favorite dessert things. I think Oreos go well with so many other desserts, too. And here's the thing, though, too, is even though it was smothered in Oreos, and I loved that, the donut itself was very good. Like, just Mm. I could eat a plain glazed donut from there. That Which is a sign so of a good. great donut place. And a great way to start a Saturday morning. Exactly. Love that. Vincent yeah. Van Donut. So Have mine, it, you yeah. went sweet. Mine's a little savory. Um, actually, quite savory. It's the bacon fat carrots from Taste. Ooh. Yes. So I went into Taste in the Central West End because it's where I live. And I went, I go to other places, but it just so happens that a lot of times my favorite <laughs> things are at Taste. You okay. have so many things there I to choose do, from. I do. Yeah. I do. And I had never had these before, but they were phenomenal they had it was carrots and they had some radishes and some i believe it was pickled onions um mm. the taste profile was so different it, it's really hard to explain but if i could eat those every single day i would be eating a lot more carrots <laughs> i'd be eating a lot more bacon fat too but yeah. it was, they were phenomenal it's a nice little thing to share with someone if you're having a drink um i was with one of my girlfriends and we had gin fizzes and some bacon fat carrots and it was that- it was lovely. That sounds very good. Quite lovely. So that was last weekend. Now let's talk about what's going on this upcoming weekend. We're talking about January 10th through the 12th, the weekend planner. And that starts off, I mean, it's a great weekend for beer lovers, frankly. Uh, Friday, the first keg tapping of 2020 is happening over in Belleville at the Hofbrau House. They're going to have free samples of their newest release, which I don't speak German, but I only hope it's pronounced Urbrau. 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 <laughs> it's like the, I don't know if you call it an umlaut if it's over an A. It has a little, two little dots. Urbrau. It's a dark red colored unfiltered lager with a malty note. That sounds so good. I, I love try that. I love yeah. lagers. That sounds really, really good. Uh, so that's happening on Friday, uh, scheduled for Friday. And then Saturday, once again, remind you about the Schlafly Cabin Fever Festival um, that's happening. And then just quick note, that's an outdoor event. So make sure you like dress to be drinking beer outside. Yep. 
Um, and they'll also have those fire pits. So. Yes. Uh, on Sunday, another beer event for you guys, the Madagascar release at Four Hands. People this is, love this. Yes, this is their most anticipated release of the year. They're going to have seven different brews. I got them listed here. So it's going to have an imperial milk stout, a coconut and cacao. That's how you say that, right? Cacao. Yep. Cacao. Cacao. A maple one, a cambia, which is a collaboration with Sump Coffee. Or that. That's awesome. Yes. The cobbler one sounded really good. I think it's got like raspberries and blackberries in it. Mm. And then also a double or a port double barrel pillar. Is that how you say that? I've never heard of that one. I'm not sure about that. Port double barrel pillar. And then also a nitro. Yes. And something to keep in mind with those, these are all in 22-ounce bottles. They're the higher alcohol content ones. Yeah, and then one of the big things that they try to do with this is say, you know, or use that really like un, that pure vanilla and like the way that they – Four Hands is always like very pure with their ingredients mm-hmm. and what they infuse things with. And so this is another – the Madagascar refers to like the vanilla bean and vanilla, stuff. Yep. So it's in all those. So – and we also have some bonus content in their weekend planner because we know it's New Year, New You for so many of you folks. And you're struggling because – you want to be in shape. You want to maybe at least exercise more, but you also want to maybe have a drink this yeah. weekend. So <laughs> lucky for you, we are here to the rescue with a collection of yoga and drinking slash food related <laughs> events happening this weekend. There are quite a few. On Saturday, yoga and beer is at Rockwell Brewing Company. You can stretch to some live music. Bring your own mat. It's 25 bucks. Sunday, there's yoga and beer at Earthbound Brewing Company. Yoga for all levels. They're going to have cold brew from Coma Coffee and a beer of your choice from Earthbound. That one is 15 bucks. Um, bring your own mat to that one, too, just in case. I bring think, your own yeah, mat to any of them, just of them. in case. Yeah, Sunday, and also because it's cleaner and, like, better. Um, Sunday, yoga and brunch at Brick City Yoga. But Crispy Edge is going to be stopping by, which is a delicious little option. And then Sunday, they're going to have yoga and drinks at Recess, which I have to check out. It opened only a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and I'm very excited about that. Um, but they're going to have – I think they're calling it yoga followed by drinks and recreation. Yes. It's very, like – this is what's in the agenda for today. Um, it's all level yoga. Once again, they're going to have brunch cocktails and games for 15 bucks. So that would be a pretty good excuse to, to go, go check them there. out. Yeah. And Dory, as we mentioned earlier, it's my birthday episode. It's also your birthday episode. Yeah. Your birthday's Friday. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. And my birthday's Monday. Happy birthday Happy to birthday me. Happy birthday to you. We, I mean, there's a reason. Capricorn's got to run this podcast, we got right? It. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know, of course, what you guys wind up getting into this weekend. We love hearing from you. And just follow us on Instagram for that contest. Once again, Abby Eats St. Louis is a Five in Your Side production. I'm Abby Larico. And I'm Dory Olmos. And and we have a wonderful, fabulous new member of our team. Shelly Karam is our new editor. We have an editor. That's how you know we're big time. We're oh, yes. a three-person team now. I <laughs> love it. It's so exciting. So welcome aboard, Shelly. We love having you here. Theme music is by Jerome Fabi, Olivier Renoir, and Pierre Dubost. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get the new episode every single week. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Leave us a love letter, whatever you want to do. Um, again, at Abby Eats St. Louis is our Instagram. And once again, the sweepstakes ends Friday at noon. So make sure you get in on that. Until next time, seize the plate.